Welcome to the Hannah Miller Show. And here she is, Hannah Miller. Outspokenly conservative and unashamedly Christian, this is Hannah Miller. And this week, I'm a dangerously unbalanced woman. So (laughs) my dad is here with me, and he put me up to that. He says that about me. So you guys, we're going to be, dad and I are going to be doing a podcast on the demise of the mainstream media and the rise of alternative media. And we're going to be talking about how that's happened, why it's happened, why you're seeing one go down and others go up. And we're going to dive deep into some of the demographics and statistics and numbers. And uh, I hope you guys find it as interesting as I did and as my dad did, because it's a... Uh, it should be a bit of a warning, I guess, for f- the future. So, Dad, let's get started. Let's dive into this and try to help our audience understand this tectonic shift, this phenomenon in our culture that has been happening really in our lifetime. Now, listen, when I was growing up, Miss Hannah, mm-hmm. every night, every household in America tuned into one of three national news broadcast. That was all that was available. That was it? (laughs) ABC, NBC, and CBS. You listened to Walter Cronkite, or Dan Rather, or Sam Donaldson, and they reported the news. It was an objective reporting of the news. There was no news commentary. There was no analysis of the news. It was pretty much an objective who, what, when, where, and why, and very little interpretation. It was just an objective reporting of the news. But all of that changed over time until we have what we have today, which is very different. Our audience knows, but you give them a little picture of what we see today in the news. Okay, sure. Well, are are you wanting just the difference between the mainstream and the alternative media? Those kind of how we break those down. Is that what you're talking about? Or well, well, t- well let, let me let me answer my own question. Today, when you look at the news, it's not an objective interpretation. Oh yes, you're you're talking about the fact that what you know we we get more commentary than That's we right. get journalistic reporting. Right. People very rarely are just given just the facts. They're given you know very little facts, and then everybody thoughts and commentary on the facts. And they're not allowed to think about it themselves anymore. They're not allowed to um, come to their own conclusions. It's somebody else kind of telling them. Um, I actually had, in in researching all of this, I came across a great, uh, just Michael Shedson, who's from the Columbia Journalism Review. This, This is what he had to say about this topic. He said, the old days of ritually objective news reporting, he said, she said, are not gone, but have been reduced in importance from the 1970s on, as mainstream outlets have increasingly emphasized analysis in news coverage, not quite so much who, what, when, where, as why. There has been a profound cultural shift in journalism during this period. The limitations of straight-jacketed objectivity came to be understood, and journalism began to embrace the necessity of interpretation as both quantitative studies and journalist recollections attest. And so he just kind of goes on and talks about that very thing. And in that same um, article, he talked about in their hunt for ratings and revenue— 
TV news executives replaced trusted journalists with sparkling personalities and incendiary demagogues. And that was a quote from Walter Rogers that he used. Right, say that again. They replaced trusted journalists with what? Sparkling personalities and incendiary, incendiary demagogues. demagogues. Right. That's right. And see, we see that every day. And, and see, I talked to a gentleman just last week who has a weekly radio broadcast, mm-hmm. and he was doing his show prep. And he says to me, he says, I'm having to study the outrage, outrage de jour, mm-hmm. the outrage of the day. Yep. yep. And see, that's what drives so many uh, podcasts, mm-hmm. talking heads, radio programs. It's the outrage of the day. Well, and it's primarily because of social media and the 24-hour news cycle. We're also entertainment-driven, so the facts bore us. We just want the the emotions. We just want mm-hmm. somebody responding to it. We, right. uh, we want our emotions to be stirred up. And because, uh, you know, we're the uh, reality TV culture. That's right. Uh, that's, that's what right. we like. That's what we're attracted to. And so that's and, – and all of that kind of rolled up into a ball has gotten us to this point where where we don't want thoughtful dialogue. We just want a Twitter, you know, outrage. That's we right. just want somebody right. in 160 right. characters or less, you know, to And that's why be some outraged. of the most watched podcasts in America today are produced by people who are flamboyant entertainers. Yes. Now, they do give information, mm-hmm. but they're flamboyant entertainers. Mm-hmm. And they excel at being able to titillate tease and excite their audiences Mm -hmm. you see now if they don't give good content people won't come back in in the alternative media world that's right that's Um, what i'm talking about because the alternative media world it it um you know it hinges on people actually following you the mainstream media it they're they are propped up by conglomerates by corporations so they don't really care that much if you come back or not yeah. i mean there is some they're financially propped but up but they're fine yes they're financially propped up uh whereas alternative media they have to work a little bit harder for your dollar and so th- it's more important to those guys you know they can throw in the entertainment aspect but if they don't bring the truth people will walk away um or or if they don't give people what they want because there's a lot of different kinds of podcasts some people just want to be entertained some people do want the truth and if they find you and they think that you do a good job of bringing the truth and then all of a sudden you don't well they'll walk away that's right well when i was researching podcasts for example i realized that the number one podcast is joe Joe rogan yes okay and he's way way at the top Mm -hmm. and i thought that that as I went down the list, I would find other information podcasts like his, but not so. Mm-hmm. The, in the top 10, there was not another political podcast like his. You know what they were? Yeah, yeah I know they were. The, they, they were crime novels. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. In the top 10, about five of them were crime novels. People, true crime t- stuff. People tune in to true crime well, novels. Women. And, it's and, predominantly and some, and, and and some of them were how to do it type oh. podcast how to how to do things oh, yeah and, yeah information yeah, just information how to, how to do things and and I was surprised by that I thought it that the top ten would be people who who have political commentary like mm-hmm. Joe Rogan and not so not so at all so yeah. you know that was to me a big reveal you mm-hmm. see well mm-hmm. l- let me say this 
The United States ranks bottom in media trust among 46 countries in the world. I found that out in my research. Only 26% of people in the United States trust the mainstream media. 75% of uh, conservatives in the United States feel that their views are covered unfairly by the mainstream media. And I was researching, I came across a guy named Glenn Greenwald. He was a longtime journalist and legacy media critic. And he previously worked at the New York Times and at the Guardian. And he had this observation that Americans' trust in the media has plummeted. He says that the corporate sector of the media is failing in every aspect, financially, culturally, collapsing trust. He said any other industry collapsing like this would engage in self-critique and ask itself why. But, he said, journalists and media executives never do. Now, folks in the United States are not trusting the mainstream media. And the question is, is why? Why is that happening, Hannah? Why are people leaving mainstream media in droves and shifting to the alternative media? Can give us some of the statistics. What, what, if, what does your research show about all of that? Well, we're finding that only about 16% of Americans primarily get their info from their information from cable news. Um, and that's according to pre- Pew Research. And uh, most cable news viewers are age 55 and over, which is actually, when you when you hear 16%, well, here, I'll, con- I'll contrast that first. Uh, 16% of Americans cite cable news as their primary source. Uh, 13% say broadcast TV. So in, um, in some of their local TV sources. And then 18% percent of people say they go they get their news from social media and by that a lot of them mean you know like YouTube shows or um, articles written by the Daily Wire or you know just some other outlet so it's not just like hey I'm just getting anything it's they follow news outlets alternative media outlets on social media of some variety so 16 percent though it's kind of been around the United States media has struggled and, and kind of wavered around those numbers for a while. So it's when you look at that, you don't think, oh, wow, that's just plummeted in recent years. Well, it's been going down for a while. The thing about that number, though, that you have to understand is that it's 50, you know, most viewers are 55 and over. And so they're not gaining young people and eventually as and and this is not to be uh, not to be crass but just to be blunt as their audience dies off that's right they're not getting they're not regaining, they're not regaining what right. they've lost which is what they've always counted on is you know okay we're gonna we lose these as some as they die but the next generation just comes up and you're not seeing that happen you're just seeing that generation die off and they're not really drawing in uh, the younger audience. What's the one exception? The only exception to that is Fox News. And I'm going to bet that it's just Tucker Carlson. It's just Tucker. That's right. He's their draw. He's their main draw. And he's the only one that reaches that younger demographic. Yes. um, When you look at podcast you have joe rogan at you know the joe rogan experience he's got 11 million viewers and then right underneath him 
a far way behind, but the next one on the list is the is Tucker Carlson. Yeah, and, and then what's, he, what's his viewership? His on is his uh, three point twenty four. That's right. See so how far three, away three back million, he is. That's amazing. I know it That's is amazing. amazing. And then everybody else is kind of neck and neck, or, you know, right right around those same numbers. But following Tucker is the five Hannity, Fox News, primetime average, the Ingram Angle, and then you have the Rachel Maddow show, and, you know, and, and one or two others. Yeah. But those those top five or six yeah. are take are just sweepingly, you know, and more see, of a Joe, conservative. Joe Rogan thing. all by himself has a larger viewing audience than. MSNBC, CBS, mm-hmm. ABC, yes. and CNN all added together. Yeah. All added together, they don't and have the audience. And probably multiplied by a few nights. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you can add them up all yeah. week long and they don't have his viewing audience. On, in one day. Yeah. You know, this is this is talking about, you know, a a a one day, you know, eleven million. That and that's so it's it's just incredible. Now, and it's not really that Joe Rogan is some crazy conservative, because he's not. No, he, he he's, just he's he's a blue collar mid left. He's yes. not a crazy yes. conservative. That's right. But he's willing to ask people he's willing to have pretty much anybody on his show and he's willing to ask them really hard questions. Yeah. And I think, you know, surprisingly, that's what a lot of millennials and Gen Zers that's what they're looking for. They're That's just right. sick and tired of being lied to, man. They want the truth. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. And and they're being they're tired of being told what to think. And unfortunately, that's been the uh, how the public school system and private schools and educators by and large have operated for a long time or, or for most of our growing up is they're not they haven't done an adequate job teaching young people how to think for themselves. They've just taught them what to think and and that's evidenced by how we test our students, which is just having them regurgitate information and by the, and for the most part, not a lot, you know, not helping them to think it through for themselves. So that's one of the, and and I think a lot of these young people are, they're really sick of that. And they're, as they've gotten older, they're realizing, wait, I'm, I'm tired of just regurgitating what somebody, what a teacher tells me or somebody on the media tells me. I'm, I have questions, and I want to think through through this. And Joe Rogan is one of those that is facilitating that. This is Bob at Bob Sloan Audio Productions, the producer of this and many other podcasts. If you or someone you know would like to learn more about how to create, record, and distribute a podcast, contact me at bobsloan.com. That's B-O-B-S-L-O-N-E.com. And we'll discuss getting your podcast on the air. All right. Well, we're back now, and I want to I want to pick up where you left off because I think one of the things that's fueling the rise of the alternative media is their willingness to tell people the truth. Yes. See, I, I believe that that truth seekers can discern the truth in the same way that the palate discerns sour from sweet. Sweet from sour. And I believe that truth seekers are able to discern truth from error in the same way that the palate discerns sweet from sour. And when they hear people that are telling them the truth, they gravitate towards that. And they don't care if it's the alternative media. Mm -hmm. They just want somebody that's telling them the truth. And they give credibility to folks who tell them the truth. Mm -hmm. You know, now our God is a God of truth. In John seventeen seventeen, the Bible says, sanctify them in thy word. Thy word is truth. God lovers are truth 
lovers. Truth lovers discern truth from error as the palate discerns sweet from sour, as I just said. The God of truth hates lies. Satan, who opposes God, is the father of all lies. In Proverbs chapter 6, there's that list of the seven deadly sins. The seven things that God hates. Lying, Miss Hannah, appears twice in that list. There's the lying tongue that God hates and a false witness who utters lies. God hates a lying tongue as much as He hates haughty eyes that reflect a proud heart and as much as hands that shed innocent blood. Truth lovers everywhere began to discern that the mainstream media could not be trusted to tell the truth about social issues or political events. There was a disconnect between what they knew to be true and what the mainstream media was saying to them. There was a shift away from the mainstream media because with talk radio, whose iconic leader was Rush Limbaugh. And if you recall, he would often say, and he would say it repeatedly, trust me on this, or that he was 99.8% right all the time. And you better believe it, the fact checkers were checking him all the time. And why would he say that? Because being truthful and correct established his credibility and set him apart from the lying mainstream media. And the same thing's true about all the alternative media. As long as they serve up the truth, people give them credibility. And it doesn't matter if they're flamboyant or if they're demagogues or if they have some other kind of shtick that sets them apart from all the rest. People will gravitate to them as long as they serve up the truth. Now, there are some recent examples. The mainstream media coverage of Black Lives Matter and the Antifa riots, for example, they called them peaceful protesters. Yeah. Even though they were Even burning, though we could see in the videos, you know, businesses burning down, uh, they were cars burning exploding. down buildings, <laughs> burning up cars, shootings. They killed people. And then on the other hand, the January 6th event at the Capitol building, they've called that an insurrection. Even though we could all plainly see that people were just milling around, there were no guns, no shootings, nothing was on fire. It was obviously not an insurrection or a riot. Mm -hmm. So there was a disconnect between what the mainstream media was seeing, saying, and what we were seeing on both accounts. Think about the coverage of the COVID pandemic. The media covered Fauci and the CDC and what they were saying about ivermectin, calling it horse paste, saying that it was dangerous. And yet my patients were coming into my office every day, going to Tractor Supply, buying the horse paste, taking it themselves and recovering from COVID within 48 hours. They knew that the mainstream media was lying to them and that what the alternative media was saying about ivermectin was entirely true. Mm -hmm. There was a disconnect. 
and they began to distrust the mainstream media because they knew they were lying to them. And on the other hand, the alternative media was the one that was telling them the truth. Who was reporting the truth? It was the alternative media. And they were the ones who were reliable and truthful. Or people even finding their own, doing their own research, even while they were mocked for doing it, but doing their own research and, and find, you know, they were staring at the facts themselves and then listening to the mainstream media, you know, just lying flat out. And they're like, well, wait a minute, like, I, I just read this and I'm not an idiot. And so <laughs> right. this whole, I think a lot of this watching the mainstream media and watching politicians acting and, and behaving how they believe themselves, which is as elitist. That's right. <laughs> and can, you That's know, right. they look, looking down their noses on all of us really infuriated a yes, lot of exactly folks. Right. And so while on the one hand, COVID-19 and 2020, a lot of cable news, their, their uh, viewerships actually went pretty far up because or increased because of COVID-19, still you had more than half, about 56 to 60% of viewers on all of the major networks saying that the way that they covered COVID-19 was problematic. A lot of them saying it was way exaggerated. It shouldn't have gotten the kind of coverage it got. um, And it wasn't what it was, what they depicted it as. And so even though their numbers went up, that was another thing, as you were just saying, that caused a lot of folks to just to really distrust uh, what they were hearing from the mainstream and to look for alternative sources. And the other thing that's interesting is we've talked a little bit about why people are going to alternative uh, sources for, for information is why are people not going to uh, podcasts or alternative sources. And uh, statistics show that 35% of people who don't listen to podcasts, despite being aware of them, because there's some people who, you know, they're just not aware. Um, but majority of folks now are aware of what I think is somewhere between 70 and 80% of people know what podcasts are and that, mm-hmm. you know, they exist. Yeah. But 35% of those who, who don't listen, who are aware they exist, say it's because they don't know how to locate a podcast. And other top reasons include being unsure of how to listen to a podcast podcast, not knowing where to start amid the plethora of choices and not really understanding what a podcast is. And so yeah, the reason it was happen. all, it was all techno technological. It was that happened in my office today. Mm-hmm. I, I told the gentleman about my podcast and he looks at me and said, well, I'll have to get my teenager to show yeah, me how to do that. That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, and it's not an unwillingness and it's not a, Hey, well, I really like what I'm being fed from the mainstream media. It's just a, by and large, people just are still figuring it out. Yep, they are. So, and it's going to explode because yes. more and more people are figuring out how to access podcasts. Mm-hmm. And as they do that, the the utilization of podcasts is going to explode. Mm-hmm. And see, I mean, listen, two years ago, I never accessed information on the Internet. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mainly read things in, yes, in print. like a print, yeah. But now I spend an hour or more a day going through all these internet sources that I've come to trust, finding out information about COVID, finding out information about what's happening in the political realm. And I, I never did that two years ago. Mm-hmm. Things have changed, and I'm I'm constantly researching things now, partly for this podcast, but partly for my own education, that I never, ever did before. Things change. And there, there's a, like I said in the beginning, it's a tectonic shift in how people access information in this world. It's away from the mainstream media 
who has a credibility issue towards alternative media that some still has a credibility issue because it's new. But as long as they serve the truth, even if they're flamboyant or demagogues, people will still listen into them because they give the truth. How do you listen to somebody or read something and determine if something is is true or false when it could be about any manner of things. Well, you and I both know that when your plumb line is the scripture, when you have Holy Spirit in your life, when you are actively walking and pursuing righteousness in the Lord and a relationship with the Lord, that Holy Spirit in you can, he, he can help you to discern the good in the right way. He can help you to discern truth from falsehood. And it's a having the plumb line of scripture just so embedded in our lives. It's just like when you're training people how to how to spot counterfeit. You know, you don't go out there and, and show them all of the counterfeit because it's endless. You show them what the real thing is. And when you and I know what the real thing is, what truth is, which is the word of God and Jesus Christ, the word of God made flesh, then discerning, w- discerning error becomes easy. Yes, that's right. And it gets easier and easier the more you know the word. And you see, when I started writing my books I, I, and, and, and transitioned into a podcast, I almost entitled my podcast Speaking the Truth in Love yeah. rather than More Than Medicine. And of course, it was you and your mom that helped me decide on More Than Medicine. But the title of my books always begin with The Family Doctor Speaks, The Truth About. Mm -hmm. The Truth About Life, The Truth About Seed Planting, Turkey Tales, and Bible Truth. Mm -hmm. You see, speaking the truth in love has become a mantra for me as a physician and a Bible teacher. And that's why the mainstream media is failing so epically is because they have departed from telling the mm-hmm. truth. They just relied on entertaining people. And as time has gone by, I no, think No, there's more people, than that. They have an agenda. Yeah, they do. They have an agenda. They thought they could just entertain people to death. Yep. And there's a lot of people that are waking up to that and saying, you know what, We're, we don't want the agenda and we don't want the entertainment anymore. And so they've departed from objective news reporting to promoting an agenda. And the alternative media... They do entertain folks to a certain extent, but they're also committed to reporting the truth. And that's why I believe the alternative media will eventually eclipse the mainstream media. I like to remind everybody that if you get a chance, leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, We have lots of different platforms that we're on. So please leave a review for More Than Medicine uh, and The Hannah Miller Show, both of those, and we would be greatly appreciative. Thank you for listening to The Hannah Miller Show. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast. This podcast is produced by Bob Sloan Audio Productions. If you'd like to find out more about Hannah or to schedule her for a speaking event, go to her website, thehannahmillershow.com.